Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Powercast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, on this Nintendo News Minute. And you guys, if you're watching the video, you can see over in the corner, let's see over there, there is a lot of tabs. We have a ton of news. I'm a few days behind. Do forgive me. Life is busy. Life is good, but it's busy right now. So we're getting to some Nintendo News Minute. I'm no longer doing live the, the shows live, you guys. I can't. I have two. I have... <laughs> some really great opportunities have come my way and I, 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 I just have to squeeze these in where I have time now. So it, it just doesn't work to try to have a schedule and do them live at the moment. Anyway, that being said, we may get back to them eventually because I really, really enjoyed, especially NPC live. I thought that was a lot of fun and we may still do some of those, you know, periodically as I can. That being said, NPC players pulse is what I'm calling it. It's, it is an old segment from the Nintendo power from the Nintendo power magazine, and it is going to still involve you. So how do you get involved? Be in the discord and six, four josh.com slash discord, or make sure to tune in and uh, comment on my TikToks, my YouTube, uh, shorts or Instagram reels. I'm going to be putting out daily videos on there and then asking the same question in the discord. You know, today's question is going to be what controller, which, which console has the best controller when it comes to Nintendo. So that's going to be the question we're going to dive into, but so much news, you guys, I, this is not going to be a news minute. This could end up being a Nintendo news two hours. Okay. I don't know, but we're going to jump right in and we're coming in hot. You guys, right off the bat, we're coming in hot Pokemon launches official community forum, and it's already a disaster. Okay. <laughs> Nintendo Life's got a great, great little photo of Pikachu waving, saying, Pokemon, welcome to the community. That was kind of Mario, not really Pikachu, but whatever. Here we go. So it says, Pokemon Company recently launched an official community forum on its website, allowing trainers to stay up to date with the latest news, discuss all things Pokemon, and even help out other community members. You, you guys can already see the writings on the wall. Okay, we know where this is heading. Uh, the article continues. Well, it sounds like a great way. For trainers to interact with each other, the forum is already in need of some serious moderation, okay? The boards are currently being spammed with all sorts of topics. In the general section, there are posts like, which Pokemon would you eat? And other stuff we can't even repeat here. Yeah. Okay. So there's a tweet from at Ultima Shadow X with a screenshot of some of these forums. <laughs> You know what? We're going to take it a step further, you guys. We're going to go. Let's see. Is this... I don't know that they're going to let me... I, I don't know that they're going to let me uh, get into this. Let's see. Will it open it? Nope. I guess it won't. I wanted to... Wait, via Twitter? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. I wanted to get into this forum and check it out. Hopefully, we don't have to sign up. We can just kind of see. But I want to read you some of the... Uh, some of the some of the headlines, the ones we can read on here anyway, because I think it'll just be hilarious. Okay, Pokemon General. Here we go. <clears throat> What's your favorite Pokemon? Who is the best duck? Okay, all right. These ones, 
These ones aren't so bad. Favorite starters. So it's very typical. These are typical forum questions. All right. I may have to just go back to the one that I was reading because it was like, wow. Wow. What are some of the old? What's what's some old thing Game Freak should have continued building on? Favorite Pokemon game and why? Okay. Maybe they may have cleaned it up. They may have cleaned it up. Back to the article. Okay. Let's jump back into the article because from the tweet, I'm not going to read the first one. <laughs> but it says, which Pokemon is the hottest? Um, I am immeasurably <laughs> attracted to Gardevoir. Gardevoir? I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone think Charizard as my profile pick looks homeless? Someone else says the Miiverse is back. And then the last one says, who in the world thought this was a good idea? So there's some, there's kind of some comedy gold in, in these, in these forums, but continuing on, it says some trainers are referring to this community forum launches me verse two. Fortunately, the discussion does seem to be more on topic in other areas like the trading card section, according to the forums, official rules and guidelines, the board is meant to encourage players to contribute in a positive way. It also doesn't approve of foul language or inappropriate themes and mentions how staff reserves the right to take disciplinary action if individuals are having a negative impact on the community. So there you go. If you if you find some good ones, okay, I was like, kind of a little disappointed, honestly, based on the way this article was, I thought we would jump in and it would just be like, like uh, the wild, wild west over there. But it wasn't it wasn't quite that bad. But if you find some deuces, if you go over and check it out and you find some stuff that's funny, make sure to uh, throw some links in the Discord because I'd love to see it. And again, for me, this kind of stuff is great. Like the more the more I, I, that Nintendo, Pokemon, all these places gives community a place to go and hang out and interact. I think it's fantastic. I think it's good. What about a Nintendo Discord? Would it be would it just be too crazy? What? Does Pokemon have their own Discord? I don't even know. But again, it would be a great place for, for everybody to go and, and hang out. That being said, they might just be overly crowded and full of spam and garbage, and it may be almost impossible to uh, to to get any value from it, which is potentially why we don't see it. So moving on in the news here, Lego expands its Mario collection with Larry and Morton's airships. So if you want to get a, a couple more, couple more, Mario Brothers Lego airships. The uh, looks like Larry and Morton are available. And I mean, I don't know. Larry, Larry and Morton are are up there on my list. I don't know. We should we should do a tier list of the Koopa of the Koopalings sometime. Let's see. We'll, we'll do it. I'll set up a poll or something. We'll uh, I want to see who, what everybody thinks. Who's who's their favorite? Who, who, who wins in this uh, in this competition? Well, just looking at the photos here, there is a Goomba with a pirate hat on, which I think is, is pretty great. I love the, the size of these. They look relatively compact, probably don't take super long to make. But that's the beauty of these things that I like the most is there's actually something to create here. I've recently began dipping my toes into the world of Lego again, and I hadn't since I was basically a child. Uh, I did a little bit of uh, the Mega Block stuff when, with Halo and uh, enjoyed those but these look kind of these these look like relatively fun builds and I, i've never really been a, a huge fan of the M mario lego stuff because it's more 
toys to play with versus just Legos to build. And these are something worth building. I, I would put all these. Bowser has an airship. If they end up doing all the Koopalings, that they are easily something I would try to collect and uh, put together and and put up. You know, because I have so much extra room for all my Nintendo stuff at this point. But I, I do think they're pretty cool. Let's jump into a little bit of the details here. It says Lego has kept the Super Mario collection alive and kicking over the past few years, most recently with the addition of Donkey Kong sets. And it looks like things are only getting bigger as brand new sets starring two Koopalings has prepared for liftoff next month. Uh, and it says Larry and Morton's airship expansion set is now available to pre-order from Lego's official store. So 80 bucks and it looks like you're going to be getting both of these, uh, both ships in the kit. So, and just kind of taking a look at some of the pictures, if you're only listening, they, you know, not only can you take the characters off, it looks like you're building them as their own, you know, they have their own, their, their own build as well, but they're they're holding different items like the hammer and the wand that you would collect from super mario brothers 3 so i'm and actually i i shouldn't just say that they also would use them as as weapons so really cool to see just the way they're kind of uh they're incorporating it and if you look closely you can actually see the wand is uh is is being stored on the ship while while there's a uh a hammer in Oh, great. I'm on the spot here. I think, I think that one's Morton. I got to look. I, I, <laughs> I don't know which is which off the right off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure Larry has the blue hair. Let me know if I messed it up. Okay. Tell me in the discord if I messed it up, but uh, a couple of just, you know, little, little details here. It says two iconic airships for play and display. Kids can add flying fun to the Lego super Mario levels with this um, Larry and Morton's airship expansion set. Um, three Lego Super Mario figures, Larry, Morton, and Goomba. Uh, cannon battle place Lego Mario or Lego Luigi or Lego Peach in the cockpits and fly the airships, airships to activate sound effects and fight a virtual cannon battle. Fly in battle, Morton's airship uh, measures over 23 centimeters, nine inches high, um, seven and a half inches long and uh, five inches wide and opens up to create a battle zone where you must topple Morton to defeat him. Um, add to a starter course, a Lego Super Mario starter course is required for interactive play. So you do have to have some kind of starter course to be able to do the interactive play there. But uh, just kind of cool. I, I love this. I, I still hope we see more adult sets from uh, N- Nintendo and Lego just because they're they're a lot of fun. I have the uh, NES behind me that I need to put together still. Don't judge me. I'll get to it eventually. All right. Well, moving on here, we've got... Uh, We've got we've got a Tetris 99 event happening, which is Pikmin 4. That is starting July 7th. So we just got two days on that one. And this is the 34th Maximus Cup from from Nintendo. And I tried to keep up with these. And then I had a cloud save issue where I accidentally deleted my game and it deleted a bunch of the 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 themes that I had unlocked. And I just unfortunately lost interest and did not keep going. But uh if you're if you're still collecting these themes, you got to hit 100 points before the event ends. And uh, I'm going to try to jump in on this one. We'll see. I try to find a little bit of time just to uh, collect my 100 points. Tetris 99 is a is a great addition, and I, r- I really hope we see more games like this on 
the uh, on Nintendo Switch Online going forward because it is a it is a fantastic title. They've continued to use it for marketing purposes, which I think is great, as well as just the overall value prop for Nintendo Switch Online. So, could it be uh, evolved a little bit and and advanced? Yes, it could. There's been really no changes or major updates uh, much through its lifespan, and it is uh, it is it came out on february 13th 2019 so it's been out for quite a while now so it would be nice to see a little bit of a refresher on it but uh, they do keep doing these maximus cups and pikmin 4 is next in line so good luck getting your 100 points uh new persona 5 tactica character spotlight showcases joker morgana and arena skills or erin erina let me know how I, if I said it incorrectly. All right, guys. So it says we are still a little ways off per, from per, little way off uh, Persona Five. We are still a little way off. Little ways, ways. Sometimes I just go full Anchorman and just read. Um, little ways off from Persona Five Tactica making its way over to Switch on the on November seventeenth. Uh, but it's never too early to start planning which character is going to make it into your squad, right? It says, fortunately, Atlas is here to make the planning period a little easier as it took to the Anime Expo yesterday uh, to reveal the first in a series of character spotlight trailers. It looks like the purpose of these is all about helping us get an idea of each character's skill set with the first one above highlighting the abilities of Joker, Morgana, and newcomer Arena. And uh, let's see, do they give much? It doesn't look like they go into much detail here. If, uh, if you want, you may have to you may have to to go and check out some of the uh, the highlights from from the event or just go and check out the trailer here, which is it's right on the Nintendo Life article. If you want to if you want to check out the trailer and see w- each, what each of these characters are capable of. I'm going to go ahead and just hit play here. And uh, interesting that it is an it's, it's aired as an Xbox commercial, which is which is kind of cool. But the the art style of this is interesting. I'm not sure that I that I that I super love it, but it's not it's not so horrible that I uh, that it would like completely deter me from playing it. So they are they are kind of showcasing some of the the different characters and what they're doing. There's uh, Joker and uh, his his persona, and so we're seeing Joker with his with his with his pistol. And just showcasing some of his uh, what looks like movement abilities. And uh, if you guys were a fan of Mario plus Rabbids and Persona, I really do think this is going to be a game for you. So I do wonder how many characters are going to be in this game. Also, it seems like it could have quite the uh, um, quite the cast. So very cool stuff there. If you want a deeper dive into some of these uh, into some of the characters in Persona 5. Uh, Tactica, make sure to go check out the uh, the article there. Just find it on YouTube. Nintendo will be at Tokyo Game Show 2023, but not in the public area. So it says Computer Entertainment Supplier Association has revealed a list of attendees for Tokyo Game Show 2023 taking place from Thursday, September 21st to Sunday, September 24th, 2023. The in-person show will be completely unrestricted for the first time since COVID-19 pandemic. Last year, Tokyo Game Show took place in the usual uh, Makari Messi venue 
in uh, Chiba, Japan, albeit with restrictions on certain areas due to ongoing concerns around the pandemic. As for the exhibitor list, it's reasonably extensive, but one company in particular caught our eye immediately and it is none other than Nintendo itself. But don't get too excited. According to the official exhibitor list, Nintendo will only be in attendance in the business meeting area, so it won't have any presence on the public show floor. So what does this mean? Will Nintendo have anything new to show? Well, possibly, but it's unlikely the public will know about it until a later date. Here's a list of some of the exhibitors currently scheduled to attend the general exhibition area. Arc System Works, Bandai Namco, Capcom, Hamster, Indie Creates, Koei Nemco, Konami, Level 5, Microsoft Japan, Sega Atlas, and Square Enix. Uh, general admission tickets will um, come commence for Japanese residents on July 8th, 2023 overseas attendees can purchase tickets from July 26th. So there you go. Nintendo will be at the Tokyo game show, but only, only representing business. Not much, uh, not, not much other than that. So likelihood of us seeing anything new, fairly slim, but you never know. They could surprise us moving on here. It says Takaya. Imura, I think I said the name correctly, says F-Zero hasn't been revised because Mario Kart is Nintendo's most popular racing game. So we got, we got, it's kind of interesting to see, excuse me, to see articles like this come out. And, uh, you know, there's basically it says, so, so there's, there was an interview with VGC. Okay. And it says, so exactly what is going on? Um, so what exactly is going on with it? The now-retired 30-year Nintendo veteran, uh, Takaya Imura, who also appeared to be the artist and designer behind characters such as Captain Falcon and Fox McCloud, has also shared his own thoughts about Nintendo's possible releasing during an interview with VGC. He thinks it's because Mario Kart is Nintendo's main focus, being the company's most popular racing game. I mean, really most popular game, period. This translates to sales as well, with the latest entry, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on Switch, shifting more than 53 million units to date. According to um, Enumera, a new F-Zero would also cost a fortune. As for F-Zero getting less attention than series like Star Fox, this is apparently tied to Shigeru Miyamoto's love of this particular series. Here's the full exchange. So why do you think F-Zero gets less attention from the company than Star Fox does? There hasn't been a new F-Zero game for almost 20 years now. Takaya says, I think it's because Mario Kart is Nintendo's most popular racing game and a new F-Zero would cost a fortune. My impression is that Miyamoto-san is a very affectionate about Star Fox. And so there you go. There, there could be the reason... And, and again, it's for me, of, would I play an F-Zero game? Absolutely. Would I, uh, do, do I really, do I really think it's coming? Probably not. But as far as it's, as far as it costing a fortune, I've always said that I believe there are some indie teams out there that could take the IP and run with it and, and put together something amazing. But that's just on Nintendo to allow that to happen. I, I think there's room in the market for it. I don't know that Mario Kart would keep other people from playing F-Zero. I think we would all jump in at least for that initial, you know, week or two to race each other and, and get it out of our systems and then probably go back to Mario Kart or whatever it is that we're playing. And so I don't know that it needs to be a $60 game that like, I, I just don't know where it lives anymore in, in the modern 
the modern time of gaming. I could be wrong. Let me know your thoughts in, in the discord or in the comment section. So, well, there was another, uh, another director recently interviews and it was the director interviewed. It was the director from super Mario RPG. And it says super Mario RPG director was very surprised by the switch remake announcement. He's not involved in the remake. So, uh, Josh wise on Twitter tweeted at the developer and said, are you involved in the remake? And he replied, I am not involved in the remake, but I'm very surprised and pleased with the news. So this is kind of interesting, but uh, let's dig into the article here. Maybe we can see, get a little more, a little more info. It says arguably one of the biggest surprises of the most recent Nintendo direct was the announcement of super Mario RPG for switch. It's a remake of squares, 1996 RPG with updated 3d graphics and cinematics. As excited as fans were, one other re- one other person who was equally as surprised by this announcement was uh, Shihiro Fujiaka, uh, Fujiaka, one of the original directors of this classic. In a brief exchange with a fan on social media, uh, Fujiaka revealed he wasn't involved in this updated version and added he was very surprised but also incre- incredibly pleased by the announcement. So... Let's see. In an interview last February, uh, Fujiaka actually spoke about how he would love to do a follow-up with Super Mario RPG and perhaps even make it his final game. And there's a link to the YouTube channel if you want to go and see it. Um, the the quote says, "Yeah, I would love. I would absolutely love to make one. Yeah. <laughs> so so in my career, I've been involved in a lot of games." I would really like my final one to be another Mario RPG game if possible. And uh, there's, there's obviously more to the article. If you guys want to dive in or go and check out the interview where he said that he would like to, uh, he would like to be involved with another Mario RPG game. Kind of feel bad that he's not honestly, but sometimes that's just the way things go. Well, moving on Sega recently filed a new trademark for Sonic and friends. Uh, according to my, my Nintendo News, Sega has filed a new trademark on the Japanese trademark website, um, Chazi Watch, Chazai Watch for something called Sonic and Friends. Sonic Site, Sonic Stadium says that it is definitely a video game related trademark and not just a general trademark for Sonic the Hedgehog brand. The Sonic and Friends trademark also mentions something called the Commodity Service Program for Home Use Television Game Machines. Sonic and Friends is thought to be a mobile game which is being developed by Sega Hardlight, which is the team behind Sonic Dash, Sonic Racing, and more. So Sonic seems to be in the news quite a bit lately, and uh, Sega does not seem to be slowing down with this IP, which I'm for it. Give Sonic the love it needs and put out some amazing games. Anuma on classic Zelda gameplay returning. This is what he says. It's difficult to say anything about the future. Now, my thought that Tears of the Kingdom's DLC would include the Sheikah Slate and all the past powers, but Anuma says it's difficult to say anything about the future. Now, this is very good PR speech, right? That's what they're. That's what he's known for. So it says in the article, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been available to play on the Nintendo Switch for nearly two months now. Since then, the Legend of Zelda series producer, 
Um, Anuma has discussed multiple topics related to the game and the series as a whole in interviews. Unsurprisingly, one of the topics has been about traditional classic Zelda gameplay. Anuma has commented about a matter previously, but in an interview, wait, 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 related to the game series. Okay. Not just, not just tears of the kingdom. When I, when I initially read the headline, I thought it was for tears of the kingdom, but this is, this is about traditional, traditional Zelda gameplay coming back. Um, Anuma says Anuma has commented about the matter previously, but in an interview with RTL um, that was translated by Nintendo, everything, he elaborated a little bit more on the matter. Anuma said, it's difficult to say anything about the future. That being said, thanks to previous Zelda games like Tears of the King, thanks to previous Zelda games, a game like Tears of the Kingdom now exists. This game originated from the ideas that we had in the past. We, we always try to create something that offers more than the previous titles. In that respect, we really aren't concerned with our older games anymore. We prefer to look to the future. So there you go. I, I don't think we ever see the uh i don't think we ever see the traditional zelda gameplay come back in a new game will we see remakes absolutely i don't i don't think there's any question on that front but i i don't think i think going forward we're going to see open world they're going to get creative they're going to get weird and we're going to get more games like tears of the kingdom and i am here for it moving on microsoft reveals minecraft makes four times more revenue on the switch than xbox this is crazy. There was a there was a Q and A um, with the Federal Trade Commission, right? Q and A during the court trial, and the question was: Is Minecraft a significant source uh, revenue driver for Xbox? Yes. How does Xbox compare with the other platforms on there? It is the smallest. How does it compare with PlayStation to Xbox? Really, twice as big. How about Nintendo? Really, twice as big as PlayStation and four times as big as Xbox. If you compare the net revenue to the gross margin, how profitable is Minecraft? Minecraft is one of the most profitable, if not the most profitable, first-party game for Xbox. So there you go. Pretty interesting to see that uh, the, the Switch kind of dominating the charts with, with Minecraft. But, uh, I mean, I get it. Minecraft on the go is something everybody wants. Nintendo defends employee salary increase. So Nintendo recently increased its employee salaries by 10% in an effort to retain the company's talented employees and remain competitive with other studios. The Kyoto-based company also increased the starting salary for new graduate hires. Nintendo's president acknowledged that there were some comments about the lesser dividends they'd get because of implementing a pay increase. However, plenty of institutional investors praised the initiative for securing future talent across Nintendo. So, uh, Furukawa was asked about, you know, the increased salary and he says, I believe, um, the, the most important factor in maintaining our high level of competitiveness is to value the employees that have created various popular products and built our brand. Currently we are experiencing unprecedented levels of global inflation. And in Japan, we understand that people are facing increasing financial pressure in their daily lives. For this reason, to deal with long-term and continuing changes in the environment, Nintendo increased the base salary of all employees in Japan by 10%, separate from the annual wage increase. In addition, to strengthen our competitiveness in the job market and increase the overall capabilities of the company over the medium and long-term, we also increased the starting salary for new graduate hires in Japan by approximately 10%. 
There have been various reactions to the wage increase, and we received comments stating that the resources for dividends would decrease, but there was also positive response from institutional investors who value human resource strategy from a medium to long-term perspective. The level of competition um, competition for human resources is increasing within the game, in, game industry, and we understand that many... C- that many companies, not just Nintendo, are increasing wages for new hires through a variety of methods. So there you go. Nintendo want to make sure that they are paying those that are creating some of the the the, the best games of the generation, honestly. So love, love to see that. And hopefully, you know, as far as the dividends and all that stuff goes, it all works out well for everybody. Kind of some sad news here as we're getting close to wrapping up. Banjo-Kazooie developers think it's unlikely the franchise will ever return. And I saw Twitter blowing up because of this. There are so many people that want a new Banjo game. But Rare apparently doesn't believe that's the case, or maybe even Microsoft doesn't. And that is super unfortunate because after Nuts and Bolts, it would be great to see a traditional Banjo game. uh, Essentially Banjo 3, right? And... uh, to be able to, I know there's a, a, a younger generation that would absolutely adore the chance to jump back in with Banjo and Kazooie. So fingers crossed that not all hope will be lost and one day we will see a new Banjo game. And uh, lastly, I don't, this is, this is not really news. I don't know. It's one of those things that we kind of already know. But Nintendo believes the Switch's performance is good enough. Okay though admits developers always want more and yes they always they always want more okay they're they're and as the consumer we want more but we also know that nintendo wants them profits so that they can keep the investors happy and it's all just part of a vicious cycle but according to my nintendo news.com um there's uh there's a question here it says i'd like to hear the honest opinion um of the developers about whether the hardware specifications of the Nintendo switch now in its seventh year are sufficient to bring all their game ideas to fruition. Um, Takahashi as a game software developer, if you ask me whether Nintendo switch has sufficient performance, I would say it, I would not say it is lacking. However, game developers generally want more and will always want to incorporate a lot of elements that exceed the hardware's limitations. Since the Famicom era, we have worked on how to fit these elements inside a framework with certain limitations. And our job is to figure out how to create a fun game within these constraints. I believe that some interesting content are created as a result of accommodating the limitations we have been able to make um, as a result of accommodating limitations and we have been able to make this happen. So there you go. Yeah, they, they, they hear, they hear, but they don't, they don't care. They, they, they've got to get the profits. So, you know, a, a, a functioning system that sells at a profit, not, not the easiest thing to do, but Nintendo has pulled it off. We'll continue to pull it off. And uh, we're probably going to be seeing, in my opinion, a new Switch later next year. So thank you guys so much for listening, being here with me. I do appreciate it. And we will see you in the next one. Bye now.